0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you therefore uh, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. And be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come. I need you to grab this. He didn't say it might come. He, he didn't say there was a possibility that it will come. He said, "It's going to come. This is going to happen, that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, if there's something called sound doctrine, then that means there's something called bad doctrine. Say it ain't right. Okay, so the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, but you be watchful. In all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Now, other scriptures that if you want to write these down or remember them or take a picture with your phone, uh, 1 Timothy 6, 1 through 5, it's talking about sound doctrine. I'm going to need a little more of my monitor up here. I don't, I don't know if I just feel like shouting or something. I don't know. Amen. But, and Titus 2 1 through 10 in Titus 2 it mentions doctrine three different times in ten verses This is how important this is And and I know that some if you if you're a newcomer today, you're probably thinking man This is gonna be boring. There ain't nothing around here boring. You just hold on See one person can teach nothing and don't have no anointing and it's boring but another person get up here and read the scriptures and don't say nothing else and have the anointing and everything just go boom because it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you know when somebody's been dipped in oil. Come on, sir. Amen. And look at your neighbor and say, I have been dipped in oil. That means you're anointed. It means you're anointed. Praise the Lord. Father, today let the anointing of the Spirit, Lord, fall on this place even in a greater way than what we sense it now. Let the power of the Spirit, God, begin to flow and manifest in people right now. Lord breaking everything that is trying to come against them or anything the enemy has tried to release towards them. We break it in the name of Jesus because the devil is under our feet. We're not under his feet, we're on he's under our feet. And so today God I pray, give us ears to hear. He who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church, Lord, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. I pray today that you would use this message, God, to, I pray that you would use it to comfort the saints. I pray that you would use it, God, to awaken the complacent. And I pray that you would use it, God, to let the fear of God fall on the lost, so that when we leave this place, God, every heart has been touched by the hand of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Father, look upon me. And Lord, I pray, look upon my availability and not my ability. And Lord, let thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven now. In the strong name of Jesus, we believe and we receive by faith. And everybody that believes it, say amen and give the Lord a good praise today before you are seated. You may be seated in the presence of God today. Praise God. Now, I'm going to take about two minutes and I'm going to quickly, quickly go over the list that I have preached on. I'm not going to expound on it. I'm not going to exegete on it. I'm not gonna do anything like that. I'm just gonna go over it. If you have not been here and listening to this series, please go back, you can find them on our YouTube channel, you can find them on uh, our, our app, you can find them on our Facebook page. So, but, uh, because I have taught on a lot of, on, on all of these here lately, but you need to get it because this is not, I don't want you to think this is the only one we believe. So, what we believe, number one, we believe that all scripture, all scripture is inspired by God himself. Say amen to that amen. No, say a better. Amen. Come on now amen. If you don't shout amen on none of them, you got to shout amen on that. Amen. I Mean the Presbyterian will at least shout amen on that Come on somebody Number two, we believe there is only one true God amen. And he has he has made himself known and manifest himself in father son and Holy Spirit We believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ as eternal son of God. Amen. Amen. We believe in the fall of man. What does that mean? That means Adam and Eve sinned and therefore sin came into the earth. We, number five, we believe in the salvation of man. Salvation, the salvation of man. Only through the shed blood of Jesus Christ has man been redeemed. Glory be to God. Number six, we believe in the ordinances of the church. What are they? They are water baptism and Holy Communion. Water baptism and Holy Communion. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Say uh, you're in a Pentecostal church. Now you got to say amen to that. Amen. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Number eight, we believe in the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the speaking in other tongues. Amen. And just in case you're listening and don't agree, that's Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. We'll go on. Number nine, we believe in sanctification. Amen. God is still setting his people apart for himself. Come out from among them and be ye separate, be sanctified. Amen. Number ten, we believe in the church and its mission glory be to God thank God the church has a mission number 11 we believe in the ministry you have been called and God and the Lord Jesus has given you a divine ministry hallelujah number 12 we believe in divine healing hallelujah God still heals God still delivers. God still sets free. God still does the supernatural work. Amen. We believe in divine healing. It hasn't went anywhere. People say it died off with the apostles. Somebody needs to tell the Lord. Nobody's informed him yet that the power is not to heal today because he's still doing it. Hallelujah, somebody needs to call him and say, you know, Jesus, that healing stuff died off with the last apostle because nobody's told him, nobody's told him yet. He's still healing. Praise the Lord. So we believe in divine healing. Now here's the new one today and this is, I'm going to spend all Sunday, all, to, all today on this one and there's a good possibility next Sunday we'll be on it too. Father. <clears throat> Because there's so much interest in it, number one, but number two, there needs to be so much clarity to this subject. There has to be clarity to this. So are y'all ready? Y'all write this down, tweet it, whatever you want to do. We believe in the blessed hope. What does that mean? So for everybody who has not been around that was not churched when you came up, let me let me share with that share with you what that means. It means we believe in the rapture of the church. Well, I got 13 people waiting on the rapture. I said we believe in the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. The rapture of the church. Now, I'm telling you. There's so many different ways I want to go with this, but I need to lay some groundwork today. So allow me to lay a foundation. And if we got to carry into next week, I'll carry into next week so that we can get a good understanding. But you need to understand that if if you don't have an understanding of this, then you want to know why they call it the blessed hope? Because this gives you hope. Hallelujah. If you don't believe in the rapture of the church, you don't have no hope, man. The blessed hope. Feel like kicking it for 60 more seconds. It's it's what allows us to not grieve like the world grieves. Our dear sister Linda Laird went to be home with the Lord last night. She went to be home with the Lord. Suddenly, we're going to be caring for Doug and the family and things like that. But when I, when I woke up this morning and read that text, I said, my God, but on the way to the church, I began to smile. I said, Lord, why am I smiling? And it just clicked in me because I ain't saying bye. I'm saying, I'll see you again because I believe in the blessed hope of the church the rapture of the church hallelujah we used to sing a song soon and very soon we are going to see the king <laughs> see you didn't as a kid you just thought we were singing that but we didn't know that there was doctrine being plugged in, into you while you sung that song soon and very soon we're going to see the king And so what that done is it caused you to keep in front of your eyes and in front of your heart and in front of your life, the truth that today I might see Jesus. Now you'll live a different way when you think you're going to see Jesus today. Now, if you don't think you're going to see Jesus for 50 years, you'll live any old type of way. You'll be out there living just however you want to do. But when the reality of the truth hits your heart, that while I'm preaching, this microphone might hit the floor. These clothes might hit the floor and we might be caught up in the air to meet the king. You're going to live a little bit different. There's going to be something in your life that says, let me be ready. So I want you to go to first Thessalonians chapter four. Let me read some scripture here to you. Hallelujah. Now, this is why I I really uh, contemplated whether it's going to take me two weeks because I want to make sure everything that I'm saying, which uh, as always, but extra careful to make sure everything I'm saying is backed up by scripture, because then you got to fight with him over it. (laughs) Amen. First Thessalonians chapter four. Verse 13, but I do not want you to be ignorant. Look up at me, hold on. That means that the apostle Paul is writing to correct a matter. And he's not writing to lost people, he's writing to the church saying, y'all have done got off a little bit. So I'm going to write a letter to you inspired of the Holy Ghost to pull you back so that you understand where we need to be. Because if you get off, you won't have no hope. Hallelujah. I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Look up at me one more time. Hopefully I can get out of this passage here. The New Testament church did not call it dying. They called it sleeping. Why? Because they knew the day was coming, they were going to be woke up. They referred to death as the second death which was the death that was gonna send you into eternal fire. They did not refer to death on this earth as death. They just said, oh, they don't went to sleep. Now you understand why Jesus came into the house where the little girl was dead and, they, and he said, she's not dead, she's sleeping. Everybody went into mocking him. He was saying, no, 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 you don't understand. I got a plan for her. She's about to come back to life. Hallelujah. I better get, get let, me, let me move on. Fall asleep, lest you sorrows, or lest you sorrow as those who have what? No hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who have fallen asleep or those who are asleep. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel and with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So if you're right with God, this message is going to comfort you today. If you're complacent, lukewarm, you're going to wake up. But listen, if you're lost and away from God, now I want you to listen to me very carefully because I'm not cussing. It's going to scare the hell out of you. Because you're going to understand that this nonsense of, well, one day is is a thousand years from now or a hundred years from now. No, no, I need you to understand something. Jesus Christ can come back right now. He can come back and we can meet him in the air. And people say, a lot of people like to say, uh, well, you know, I'm going to wait for that to happen, then I'm going to get born again. Let me tell you something. Some of you can't even make it to church. You're not going to make it through the tribulation. Some, some of us can't even make it past the liquor store. <laughs> you think you're going to make it in the tribulation? Some of us can't even stand up for Christ on our jobs. You think when they tell you, you better take a mark or your newborn baby won't get formula and you won't be able to eat and you won't be able to work. You're going to stand there in the power of God and do it. I tell you, you won't. You better prep yourself now and come on up with the church when we get caught up and let the rest of us sort itself out while it's down here. Hallelujah. Let them sort themselves out. God has not appointed you to wrath. Hallelujah, I'm so thankful I'm not appointed to wrath. Glory be to God. You think it's crazy now? Man, the tribulation's going to make this look like a Catholic co- a schoolboy choir. No pun on the Catholics. Dear woman got baptized in the Holy Ghost two weeks ago. That was a Catholic. Amen. <laughs> I'm starting to like these Catholic people. I don't know what it is. I, they're easy to minister to. I don't have to like break through a bunch of stuff. They just come down saying, I don't know what's on me, but the power of God's all over me. And boom, there they are. You got to tell Pentecostal people this and Baptist people why they can't have it, Methodist people why they lost it. You, I mean, he's got to go through all this, but Catholic people, I don't know, I just need to pray for me. All right then. Bless you, Catholics. Hallelujah. Now, let's define a few terms. I told you I got to build a foundation today, so please pull your pens out, pull your phones out, put them on silent. Take some notes. Be like the Bereans. Study the word of God to show yourself approved. Amen. To see if what I'm saying is true or not. Let's define some terms. And I'm doing this because the number one argument against the rapture of the church is you can't find it in the Bible. So stay with me. We have a term called caught up. It's right there. We read it in 1 Thessalonians. Caught up. The Greek word for this term is harpazo. Harpazo. H-A-R-P-A-Z-O. Harpazo. Now, for those of you that are new believers, of those of you that's not really ever cared, your New Testament was not written in English. It was written in Greek. Therefore, the translators had to translate from that language. Actually, ours was translated from the Latin, which was translated from the Greek. Stay with me. It means to snatch away or to catch up. I didn't say ketchup. <laughs> Catch up. get out of here. The New Testament was written in the Greek language, and therefore the word being used there for "caught up" is harpazo. Many years later, the Bible was then translated into Latin. When they translated "caught up" into Latin, guess what the word is? Raptus. R a p t u s. Raptus. Raptus. So they translated harpazo in the Greek to raptus in the Latin. Latin. This is where we get our English word rapture. Instead of them writing rapture, they go back to the Greek meaning and say caught up. So this is where you hear the word rapture and when people say rapture's not in the Bible that you can't find that word in the Bible, they're right, but you can't find Bible in the Bible. Uh Guess what another term you can't find in the Bible that you believe, Trinity. But we know that it's true because when Jesus went down into the water, he came up out of the water. The Bible says in a voice spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Ghost descended upon him as in the form of a dove. We have the Trinity present now. So just because you if you if you start sliding down a slippery slope of not being able to find that word in the Bible And so therefore it ain't true You better watch out because we see the concept is in the Bible and therefore the meaning is in the Bible And therefore we understand that the rapture is our English word and our English word is how we define what's going to happen Here soon and very soon say amen to that amen. Glory be to God now do I want to define another term y'all in school today? I want to define another term, the term tribulation. The time, this is the time in which God pours out his wrath on the earth. I I need you to understand something. You and I have never seen God's wrath poured out on the earth. I know, I know, you know, sometimes we think that God's judging certain things. And that that's his wrath, but we have not seen his wrath. What we have witnessed here on this earth is the wages of sin. It's called the, the Bible says the wages of sin or the penalty of sin or the payment of sin is death. That means, as, that means that's what it brings. So therefore, as, as when people continue to go away from God, this thing has a payment And it's called the wages of sin. So when you see disasters or you see things like that, you see the penalty or the payment of sin. We have not witnessed the wrath of God. We've only witnessed what comes when you sin, the payment of it. But can I, can you think about something or can I help you to imagine something? Think about not only the payment of sin, but think about when the God of heaven and earth turns around and says, now I'm against you. Now, I'm going to pour out my wrath on you. This is what you begin to see in Revelation 4 on through. The wrath of God being poured out on the earth. This is so bad that people, the Bible says people go hide themselves in a rock or in a mountain wishing they could die. This is not a COVID-19. You, you, you get what I'm saying? That, 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 listen, that's part of the plagues that the Bible says in Matthew is going to come on the earth. But that ain't God's judgment. You just wait till bowl Listen, we're going to be in heaven. But those who are on the earth and are away from God, listen, bowls are going to come up on their skin. And all of a sudden, things are going to begin to happen. And they're going to wish they could die. Hallelujah. Now, I want to define a few more terms. Stay with me. Then I'm going to preach now. So I just got to teach you something. I want to define pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-tribulation. What does this mean? Post-tribulation means that people believe that the rapture is going to happen after the tribulation. Now, some of you are asleep already. (sighs) Holy Ghost, would you like shock (laughs) them? Some are a lot better being entertained than they are being taught, but that's okay. I'm going to teach you anyway, because we have got a lot of people. Pastor Antoine, I had a man one time. He said, he said, I think you, I know what you, you preachers do in that church down there. He said, y'all put shockers on the bottom of the seats. I said, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, I see. Cause people start shouting hallelujah and stuff. He said, so when you see there ain't nobody shouting, you just start shocking them on the bottom of their seat. I said, man, you're... Anyway, y'all don't want to know what I told you. You're crazy, man. (laughs) He thought we were shocking people on their butts in the seat, man. So... That means what that means is God is going to rapture the church after the tribulation. That means that they believe that God is going to allow his church to go through all of this hell on earth and all of this that's going to happen. And then he's going to catch him up. In other words, they believe that God is going to have a bride that's going to be beaten, raped and all this stuff. And somehow he's going to catch him up at the end. Then we have what we call mid-trib, mid-trib, mid-tribulation is people who believe that the rapture is going to happen in the middle of the tribulation, okay? But then we have what we believe here is what we call pre-trib. Now let me tell you why it's so important that you believe in a pre-tribulation. Because if you believe in mid-trib or post-trib, that means that you believe that somehow Jesus is going to give power over to Satan so that he can rule and reign in his church on the earth. But that is a lie from the pits of hell because Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. You go, therefore, he has no plan to ever give it back to Satan and he will never give it back to Satan. So if you believe that if you believe that that it's going to be mid-trib or post-trib, that means that you believe that Jesus will then give this power to the Antichrist to rule the church. But that is not what the Bible says. We sang it this morning. The devil is defeated. The devil is under our feet. And can I tell you the only thing that's holding the Antichrist back right now is that the church is on the earth, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, full of the anointing, and every plan they try to put together, it falls to nothing. Why? Because the church is still here giving praise if you know it's true today. Hallelujah, so right now you got to understand. I want you to know this. God is not working on the devil's time. The devil is working on God's time. This is why the enemy has always had an antichrist prepared in almost every generation but he never succeeded. Hitler could not succeed. You want to know why? Because there were churches all over the world on a Sunday morning singing, how great is our God. Oh, How how great you are to be praised. People taking communion and preaching the word, and it was restraining the Antichrist spirit. And every time he tried to do something, he failed in nothing, because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And as long as the church is in the earth, the gates of Hell will never prevail against it hallelujah glory be to God hallelujah so I, I know some people say well things can't get any worse this has to be the tribulation can I tell you this ain't the tribulation brothers and sisters we're still in what we call the dispensation of grace that means this is the time of the Lord's favor He said, this is the time of my favor on my people. You can still come to an altar and say, God, forgive me, and you're forgiven. You can still worship the Lord, but there is a day when this time is going to be over, and then it shifts into another time, another dispensation. I thank God I was born in the dispensation of grace. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, listen, we have not seen the judgment of God. Stay with me. I want to define one more term and then we're going, we're going into this thing. So y'all stay with me. Push your neighbor and say, wake up, wake up, wake up. You got to hear this. I want to define the second coming of Christ versus the rapture of the church. Because some people get this confused. These are, these are two different events happening at two different times. The second coming of Christ is not the rapture of the church and the rapture of the church is not the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah, the rapture of the church is when we meet Christ in the air That's the reason he says you'll be caught up Jesus said this day will come as a thief in the night You don't know when a thief shows up or you would have stopped them from stealing Hallelujah, this is when the church meets Jesus in the air but the second coming of Christ is when Jesus and the Saints come back to the earth Now one day I'll try to do a teaching on on, on end time events But I'm not getting into that right now or else I would need to get into the seven-year tribulation I need to get into the, what happens halfway through it. I need to get into the marriage supper of the lamb I need to get in uh, uh, anyway So this is what happens there is a day coming church where after the marriage supper of the Lamb, Jesus is gonna look at his Rolex. <laughs> and he's gonna say, Boys and girls, it's time to go. And all of a sudden, all the armies of heaven are gonna mount up. Hallelujah. They're gonna mount up. And the Bible says that we will come back to this earth and he will put his feet. On the Mount of Olives and it will separate and he will rule this earth with a rod of iron he ain't coming back as a lamb he's coming back as a lion and the Bible says we will rule with him hallelujah that's what's going to happen glory be to God so that's the second coming of Christ glory be to God Thank you, Jesus. Listen, for some reason, many people feel or think that the rapture of the church is like a foreign concept in the Bible. Many think it was made up by a preacher or some little girl that had a dream. But you need to understand neither of those are are correct. I just read to you the Bible on the catching up of the saints. Now, as I probably won't get through all these but I'm gonna try to get through at least two I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you at least two different raptures in the Bible That's happened in the Bible. This is not a foreign concept of heaven. God's always saying come up here <laughs> Hallelujah Glory be to God. So let's go on so I can just I can at least get two of these out Different raptures in the Bible number one the first rapture we see in the Bible is with a man named Enoch Enoch, Genesis chapter five, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365. Enoch, and watch this, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Hallelujah. That's a rapture. He did not die. God said, Boy, you please me so much. Come up here. You're not even going to see death. He raptured him. Glory be to God. He is mentioned again in the Bible in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11, verse 5 by faith, Enoch. Everybody say by faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. The Bible tells us by faith, he pleased God and that faith caused God to take him away or rapture him away. Jesus said in Luke 18 verse eight, when the son of man comes, will he really find faith in the earth? In other words, when Jesus raptures his church out of here, what? Is he going to be looking for? He's going to be looking for faith. Isn't it it amazing that over the past three years, as we are drawing closer to the end of this thing, the attack against the body of Christ was the attack against your faith. It was the attack of whether you will stand. It was the attack of whether you will believe in the word of the Lord or will you give your way to culture? Why? Because Jesus is coming back soon. And you want to know what he's looking for? Faith. Hallelujah! It was amazing to me. I've never seen that. As I studied the Word of God this past week, the Holy Spirit showed me, He said, in every one of these raptures I'm going to have you preaching on, you need to know every single one of them is something that the last church, the end-time church is carrying. And I want, to, I want you to know what happened over the past two years was a shaking in the body of Christ and it's still being shook right now. Why? Because He's shaking out those who are counterfeit. He's shaking out the fakers. He's shaking out those who ain't real. And he's looking for those who will stand up and say, I will not bow. Heat it up seven times more. I will not bow. Do what you got to do. I will not bow. Throw me in the lion's den. I will not bow. Why was the attack? on the church over the last two or three years, on your faith. Why did hell breathe fear so much? Because the enemy, the devil does not know all things. Matter of fact, he does not even know the future. But he sees things lining up on the earth. And he says, I know what this looks like because I know what it says in that book. And therefore a rapture is about to happen. So let me attack you. Let me get you scared to go to church. Let me get you scared to go and stand up for Christ. Let Let me get you fearful. Why? Because the son of man is looking for faith when he comes back on the earth. I said, I ain't even see that. Didn't even know that. It was the same thing that caused Enoch to go up. And it's the same thing that's going to cause us to go up. Faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let me give you another one. The second rapture we see in the Bible is with a prophet named Elijah. Not a foreign concept. God's always rapturing people. I don't know why we choked over it. Oh, I know why. Because the enemy wanted to steal your hope. Elijah. Elijah has Elisha with him He says we got to go to Gilgal Gilgal is the place where you kill the flesh Then we got to go to Bethel Bethel is the secret place Then we got to go to Jericho Jericho is the place where faith was rewarded He said but lastly we got to We got to cross over the Jordan What was that one? That was the cutting off of everything from the past He says we got to go over to Jordan Elisha says man I want your mantle Everybody say mantle He says, "I want your mantle. I want a double portion of your anointing." Elijah says, "If you see me when I'm taken up, you'll get it." Then the fifty prophets come out. The fifty sons of the prophets come out and say, "Don't you know your master is going to be taken up today?" He says, "Shut up, man! I already know that, but we're going on." Watch this right here. So Elijah says, "Okay, if you if you continue with me, you can have this. You can have my mantle." And the Bible says that chariots of fire appeared. I need you to understand that Elijah did not go away in a chariot of fire. He went away in a whirlwind. But chariots of fire appeared first. Chariots of fire, chariots of fire appeared, horses of fire appeared, and a whirlwind caught Elijah up. He was raptured off the earth. Can I tell you what's happening right now? The prophets are standing all over the world saying the end is coming. The prophets are standing all over the world saying that the time is running out. The prophets are prophesying all over the earth right now saying, get yourself ready, church. And you want to know what God's doing in the real church? The church that ain't, a, ain't afraid of him. The church that isn't embarrassed of him. The church that don't want to hide what he's doing in a back room somewhere. You want to know what he's doing? He's sending a whirlwind and services just like this. And he's saying, y'all better get used to feeling it because there's going to be a day where the whirlwind hits and you're going to be caught up to meet me in the air hallelujah it was a prophetic listen what happened with Elijah what happened with Enoch and what happened with Elijah was a prophetic declaration if you will a prophetic demonstration of what Jesus is going to do with the church hallelujah praise God I've got a lot more to share but I, I feel like I'm making some pretty good time I might get through all of them right here Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know that there there will be those. I got to say this. There will be those who are sold out for Jesus. That'll be walking with those who are not. The Bible says that a chariot of fire came. I'm not saying Elisha was not sold out. I'm just telling you, look at the prophetic, the the prophetic illustration. The Bible says that, that Elijah and Elisha were walking together and the chariots of fire came in between them. Jesus said the day this day that I'm talking about right now. He said, let me tell you what it's gonna be There's gonna be two in the field one's gonna be taken and one's gonna be left Hallelujah. He said there's going to be two asleep in a bed. One's going to be taken and one's going to be left. You want to know why Why? Why he's saying that? Because listen, on that day there is not going to be a faking. There is not going to be, well, I got a Jesus t-shirt. He said there's going to be people who prophesied in my name. There's going to be people who cast out demons in my name. There's going to be people who preached in my name. And when they stand before me, I'm going to say, depart from me. I know you not. Why? Because he's looking for people who are sold out. He ain't looking for people that's going to be faking and trying to do this and that. He's Looking for the sellouts. And on that day the sellouts that go up. They're gonna go up. Hallelujah. You don't believe that? He he gives us another parable. In Matthew thirteen, he gives us a parable. He said, The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed seed in a field, and while the men slept and the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way, and when the grain is sprouted up then produced a crop, there the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed into this field? How then is it that you have tares? He said to them, and the enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us to then go and gather them up? He said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together. Why in the world is there an apostate church in the earth right now? God, don't you see them? Let them both grow together. Uh, Don't worry about it. Let them both grow together. Why is there people right now teaching and preaching all kinds of crazy doctrine? Let them both grow together. Why? Because there's a day coming. There's a day coming at harvest time when I say to the reapers, gather those uh, together and the tares, bind them up into bundles and burn them and gather the wheat into my barn. There's a day where the angels are going to say, come on this side and you go on that side and it's going to be all about, is your heart sold out for God Are you sold out for the kingdom? of God. Are you completely after him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Y'all give me a few more minutes. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to get through uh, the other two. Let, not, the third rapture in the Bible is the ascension of Jesus. The ascension of Jesus. In Acts chapter one, nine through eleven. He said, "When I the Bible says after he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and received in a cloud out of their sight." Isn't it amazing that the, amazing that the Son of Man is going to come in a cloud? Why? Because the angel said this: "As you've seen him go, so shall he come back." Isn't it amazing? In First Thessalonians, he said, "Then we shall we shall be caught up together with the Lord in the air." Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus was raptured from this earth, he did two things right before he was raptured. He did two things right before he was raptured. In Luke 24, the Bible says he lifted his hands and he blessed them. One thing I've been preaching for two years and I'm going to keep preaching until Jesus comes back. This end time church is going to be so blessed. Oh, you thought I was just saying that a while ago to get an offering? No, I'm telling you the end time church is going to be blessed. Everything you put your hands to is going to prosper. Why? Because Jesus does not want his church out here panhandling, begging, and bumming trying to reach the harvest. He said, if you'll put your hands on my word, I'll release the provision of heaven and I'll bless your socks off. It's harvest time. Glory be to God. Showed up at a red light the other day, the other day and there was some people from a church and you know, I understand you have like youth selling donuts and stuff. This was not that. They were panhandling. They got their church's name on them. And with a sign, we part of this church and they're Panhandling. What kind of testimony is this? No wonder they don't respect the church. I was thinking, I wanted, but you know, the light had turned green. (laughs) And I wanted to say, dear brother, get in the car with me. Come on, get in here. Just ride around for a few minutes, because I'm going to tell you: if you can get a different mindset and believe that your God is your source, you'll take your Saturday evenings trying to reach the loss and you'll watch Him turn around and pour out the blessing Sunday morning. But you're panhandling. I'm sorry, that ticks me off. My bad. I'm just, panhandling can you spare some extra change this is what it doesn't come down to listen staff and elders if we got to go panhandle you come to me and say shut the doors and let's go be a part of somebody else's church Hey, that's what I told this. I told the board that my second week pastoring here. I was a, I was a, I was an interim and they were saying, you know, pastor this and that we're in this kind of financial trouble. I said, let me tell you something, either God's going to provide or we'll shut the doors and I'll go be a part of a different church. They said, what? I said, if he does not provide, lock the doors, shut them. We ain't in the right place anyway. Let's go help somebody else out. They said, you for real? I said, I'm for real. I'm like, FR, hashtag FR, FR, FR. <laughs> I'm for real. <laughs> I, said, we're gonna, I said, and let me tell you what else we're about to do. We're going to take 10% of the proceeds that come in this church, and we're about to sow them outside to a different ministry. They said, what, what in the world? Are you serious? I said, I am for real. I said, we're about to do this. I said, either God's going to show up or he's not. I don't want to be in a church that God ain't in. I don't want to do it. And I'm telling you, a month later, the blessing of the Lord started pouring out on this ministry. And it ain't stopped ever since. You are a part of a blessed ministry. You are a part of a blessed people. And your God is blessed. And he releases the blessing on you. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's stinking panhandling. Jesus. All right, I'm done. I, I'm done with that. So, Oh, second reason. <laughs> The second thing Jesus did, listen to this, the first thing he did was blessed. The second thing he did before the rapture, this is going to, this is tying into the end time church before the rapture. He said, go and wait in Jerusalem. This was the last thing he spoke out of his mouth that we have recorded before he was caught up. Go and wait in Jerusalem until you have been endued with, on power, with power from on high, that you may be witnesses in Judea and Ju- uh, Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the other parts of the world. Can I tell you, the Bible says, the prof- Peter stood up and, and he quoted the prophet Joel, that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Can I tell you what's happening right now? What's going on right now? God is blessing the church, and there's an out pouring of the Holy Ghost on the true church on sons and daughters to prophesy on old men to dream dreams and young men to see visions this is happening right now why because soon and very soon the rapture of the church is going to happen and what happened before the ascension of Jesus is happening before the ascension of the church glory, glory. hallelujah And then the fourth rapture and then I'm done The fourth rapture in the Bible is the Apostle Paul Second Corinthians chapter 12 New Living Translation says this boasting will do no good, but I must go on I will reluctantly tell you about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up in the third heaven 14 years ago whether I was in my body or out of my body. I don't know only God knows I was telling Pastor Andy about a, an event that happened one time. I, I was in a, a dream and... Uh and all of a sudden, in the dream, I was going down the road, and boom, I was caught up out of, my, out of my vehicle, and I was going towards this white light, and I'm telling you, I was going so fast, I don't even know, I, I can't even explain how fast it was. When I started getting to it, I started getting scared, boom, I was back in my body. I said, I don't know if I was in my body, I don't know if I was in my spirit. And then that, I realized what the Apostle Paul knew, was talking about. You don't know whether you're in your body, you don't know whether you're in your spirit. All you know is something happened, and the Apostle Paul was caught up into the third heaven, and he said, I've seen things that that I can't even tell you about. It's not even lawful for me to speak of on the earth. I've got revelations that you can't even tap into right now. And what did this man do? He wrote the two thirds of the New Testament. He wrote the revelation of grace. He told around and put the structure together for the church. He said, you got to have elders. You got to have deacons. You got to have apostles. You got to have prophets. You got to have pastors and teachers and evangelists. How did he know all this? Because he was caught up into the third heaven and received revelation that no other man gave. He said, well, Once God told me what to do, I didn't confer with another man. He said, I knew what God had already called me to do. And you want to know what's happening right now? I feel the anointing while I talk about this. You want to know what's going on right now? There are revelations being given to the church again. There's vision being given to the church again. Why? Because the rapture of the church is about to happen. And he's saying, I need to get a word out. And I need to get a revelation out because the church has got to move in power the church has got to move in anointing. the church has got to move in glory the church has got to reach the harvest you can't be my I feel like preaching now you can't be over here telling it and all fighting and all kinds of menial stuff and trivial things pick up your sword and begin to march like a begin to march like a warrior begin to march like a soldier and get a revelation from heaven. So people are getting revelation. People are getting revelation, people are getting visions, people are getting dreams. And I ain't talking about all the, 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 all the fruit Loops. <laughs> Snap, crackling, popping everywhere. One, one evangelist said He said, "A woman seems like a woman goes on every day on Facebook Live or something. Says she goes to heaven seven times a day or something." He said, "What they what she failed to tell you is they keep sending her back marked wrong address." (laughs) I said, "I got to steal that one." They won't keep you. You're a fruitcake, and you're lying. The Bible tells you about people like this. He says they're liars and all they want to do is draw you under themselves. Now, if you've been to heaven, you've been to heaven. But if you ain't, ain't no need lying about it. Come on, somebody. Ain't no need telling stories. Liars ain't going to go to heaven. Mark, wrong address. Return to sender. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you know why Satan's fighting some of you so hard. Want to know why? Because you're not connected with just any old regular church. You're connected with a prophetic ministry. You have linked up with a prophetic ministry. You're not linked up with people who want to turn around and just punch cards and timetables you 're not linked up with people who just who are concerned about whether a denomination gets a mark on their shoulder or not you 're not linked up with people who turn around and say, "Well, we just want us a pretty little old bless me club and nothing more you 're not linked up with a bunch of people that says we want a bunch of middle class white people or black people or whatever it is you 're not linked up you 're linked up with a people that says there 's a prophetic anointing and a power from heaven that is falling on the earth, and I want to carry a mantle that reaches my generation right now. I want to carry it right now." I want I want to carry an anointing right now. I want to do something big for God right now. That's why that kind of enemy is coming against you. He's coming against you because he wants to get you frustrated. He wants to get you tired. He wants to get you in doubt. He wants to get you offended. He wants to get you mad. He wants to get you angry. He wants to get you divided. You want to know why? Because he knows that when you tap into an end time ministry like this that has a prophetic anointing and an apostolic calling on it, you'll begin to dream dreams. Ha! You'll begin to see visions. You'll begin to prophesy. You'll begin to lay your hands on the sick. You'll begin to declare the things of heaven and have a revelation that'll shake the very foundations of the world. So it says, let me pluck them up while they're just a little tree, just a little sprout. Let me pluck them up. Let me get sister so-and-so out there to cuss them out because they took their parking spot. Now, if you did that this morning, I don't know about it. You need to repent. (laughs) Let me get brother so-and-so to come, to come tell them, you know, to to stop them at the the door and try to sell them a bunch of stuff in their business so that they'll think that's all the kingdom's about. Let me get the young people. Let me get the young people to turn around and believe that this is all fake right here and the world really has what you're looking for. I want to pluck you up before you while you're just a little sprout because I know that when you become a tree planted by the rivers of water, I can't do nothing with you at that moment. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to lie to you and I'm going to tell you the reason you wasn't invited to the Bless Me Club or the barbecue or whatever the thing is, is because they don't like you, not realizing nobody even had your number. And I'm gonna tell, and, I, and I'm gonna sit there and tell you that all the church wants is your money, and that's the reason the preacher gets up and teaches on it for ten minutes, and he's just trying to get everything out of you that he can possibly get out of you. Don't you see what he has on? Don't you see what he does? Don't you see? And I'm gonna get you all twisted, and I'm gonna get all your underwear all wrapped up inside of you, because I don't want you getting what is falling on this house. Because I know when you come in with a right heart, and you come in with a right spirit, and you come in with a right mind, I. Can't can't do nothing about you. It don't matter whether you're 10 or you're 80. There's going to be an anointing that gets deposited on the inside of your life that breaks every devil off of you, breaks every chain off of you, breaks every mindset that's trying to keep you out of what I, that God has for you. So I am attacking you at this very spot. I'm going to show you every blemish that the church has. But can I tell you the church has blemishes? But can I tell you they're being cleaned up because he's coming back for a church without spot? without wrinkle, without blemish and I'm telling you what we have is the best thing going the devil ain't got nothing on hallelujah so you gotta be prepared for the rapture of the church hallelujah cause it's happening soon I was telling my son that the other day. You know, people for times, many times just play me something soft, so we'll go ahead and end. Because I get in this mode, I can just keep teaching. And keep preaching. But uh, you know, people said for years. Years. Ah man, they've been they've been saying Jesus is come back since Jesus left. <laughs> you know, what's the big deal? Y'all always saying that. Every generation is saying, well, Jesus, come back. Listen. But the things that he said would happen were not possible. When I was a boy, it wasn't possible, Pastor Antoine. How could you possibly, how could the, how could possibly could the whole world see two witnesses? Die and be resurrected at the same time. There wasn't even the internet. Right. It wasn't even possible. Then all of a sudden they come out with the internet. Then all of a sudden they come out with Facebook Live. Now any old joke can sit there and film live. Five years ago, Sister five years ago, it, I could not figure out how there could be a one world currency. Now, that's, that's, we're like, oh yeah, that's easy. Whether they do it through crypto or whatever, it's easy. It can happen just like that. One world currency. Five years ago, just five in my, I'm just being straight with you. Five years ago, I would have never, there's no way they can make, they can get people to take a mark. And then I watched them turn around vaccinating people to get in a church. I said, oh, I see. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you heard a message on the rapture in a long time. But I'm telling you right now, the stuff that we're seeing is quickly coming upon us. And Jesus said, "Blessed is he who, who teaches and preaches this." And I want you to be ready. I don't. I don't want to. I mean, I feel like I got a pretty strong faith, but I don't want to be left down here with them. I don't want to be left down here with this nonsense that's gonna go on. So this is what the apostle Peter said. He said, "Knowing this, what kind of manner of life shall you live?" Knowing this Hallelujah I told you today it was going to comfort the saints It was going to wake up the complacent And it was going to scare The hell Out of some people Because right now if you're away from God Your bones are shaken you're saying, oh dear Jesus, preacher, would you please hush and give this invitation? I need to repent now. Hallelujah. And this is what this is, this is Bible doctrine, church. This is doctrine right here. Hallelujah. No wonder, and no wonder. Brother Vern, no wonder they could watch their friends get their heads cut off and go back and rejoice. They had something living in them called the blessed hope. They had something living in them. It could not take away that hope they had. I think a few of them had to deal with jealousy. Jealousy. Because their friends made it up there before they did. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.